y'all. I'm Gretchen Purser, and this is The Mess Is Mine, the podcast where we talk about politics and faith and all the other messy stuff. Thanks for stopping by. You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. That was fake news. I've got so much to talk about with y'all today. If this is the first time for you to tune in, welcome and thanks for listening. You might want to pop in to last week's podcast where I explained a little bit about my history with the Republican Party and the conservative movement. Today, I want to talk about a couple of things. I will touch on the former president's speech only insofar as what that means for the party moving forward. I promise I won't talk about Donald Trump all day, every day. I'm also going to try to explain the difference between spin and just outright lies. And I want to talk a little bit about some good news. So most of you very likely do not know what CPAC is, and that completely makes sense, because even for political people, CPAC is pretty far in the weeds. It's the far right's attempt at getting together and talking about policies and ideas, or it used to be that. So unless you were sort of like a greasy-haired, kind of a nerdy guy... Or maybe like a comfort footwear kind of girl who gets her kicks discussing the flat tax and public funding for abortion. You probably wouldn't be drawn to the CPAC or follow really any of its ins and outs. I had the experience of attending a CPAC meeting a time or two back when I worked with the Christian conservative movement. And I'm not saying that they're just uh, that out there, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that... Uh, it's, it's not the finest hour for conservatives. This year, they had some special features, though. I mean, usually you've got the guy in the Civil War garb with his fake musket talking about liberty. You know, you've got lots of red, white, and blue and sparkles. People handing out teeny tiny copies of the Bill of Rights or the lady with the brown pantyhose with an open-toed shoes. You know, that kind of thing. But this was especially spectacular because somebody thought it was a good idea to create a golden image idol of Donald Trump so that people could take photos with it or worship it at this event. I mean, this is like Old Testament Ten Commandments stuff, y'all. But just imagine with me for a moment, if Barack Obama had had a gold idol of himself at a Democrat meeting, I think he would have had to scrape the evangelicals off the goddamn ceiling. They would have lost their minds. Anyway, back to the Donald. Look, I don't think anybody was expecting some grand speech of unification and inspiration. That's just really not his jam. We pretty much knew what to expect. But in addition to the whining about how the election was stolen from him, P.S. it wasn't. This guy has an enemies list that would put Richard Nixon to shame. At least Nixon knew to keep it to himself. Trump just, like, says all the names out loud. And even now in this climate, says things like, you need to get rid of them. Get rid of them? Really? It means Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. I'm hardly shocked, but things are still pretty dicey out there. Let me give you a little story. So I went to the dentist the other day, and by my dentist is my old office, the Republican National Committee. And across the street from my old office, I saw about 20, I counted 22, but there were more than I could count, soldiers in full, like, camo or some were wearing camo, some were wearing black gear um, with their big, heavy, I guess, semi-automatic weapons or automatic weapons, scary weapons, not messing around weapons. There's fencing everywhere. There's razor wire everywhere. Just walking around makes you kind of sad. It's more locked down and built up than it was after 
So for those of us who live around here, we live our lives and go to work every day under the threat and the shadow that this could very well happen again, and for good reason. This former president keeps stirring the pot about how he was cheated and how the American people were cheated. We have a very sick and corrupt electoral process that must be fixed immediately. This election was rigged, and the Supreme Court and other courts didn't want to do anything about it. The courts didn't want to do anything about it. That's a a huge insight into his mentality and his understanding of the courts, of all of our systems. They are not all weapons for him to use to get what he wants. But he's been doing that for decades in all of his bankruptcies and his business. Set that aside for a minute. If you're one of those people or if your family members are some of those people that wonder about whether or not the election was stolen, that's fair because you've heard this over and over and over again for months. So it's not cuckoo for you to believe that. But listen to me now and believe me later. The Trump campaign lost 60 lawsuits, 60 plus lawsuits, because they had no evidence. The Supreme Court refused to hear the case because they had no case, because the election was not rigged. He just lost. He just lost and he cannot take it. That's really what this all comes down to. And everybody that you see get on television and and claim otherwise knows better. Everyone in the Senate knows better. Most people in the House know better, except for the QAnon people. But everyone with a functioning level of sanity knows better. And the CPAC people, they know better, too. They all know that Donald Trump lost this election. And they're all lying to you for their own personal reasons and their own personal gain. They want to raise money. They want to get attention and raise their national profile. They want to get votes from the base. CPAC had multiple panels with multiple speakers talking about the stolen election as if it was fact. It's a charade. It's a show. Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you the theme. Ready? America uncanceled. And the reason this is really funny is because anyone who did not swear a blood oath to Donald Trump was canceled. It's fantastic, really. It probably won't surprise you that among these zealots and fanatics that conspiracy theories ran absolutely wild. In fact, one lady stood up and asked a question to Charlie Spees, who's a Republican lawyer friend of mine. And she said, what about these voting machines that changed all the ballots? And Charlie said, well, there's absolutely no evidence that that's true. You can only imagine how that was received. It's kind of like saying to the angry mob, sorry, folks, due to the rock shortage, all scheduled stonings will be canceled. I'm not kidding. I said it was a rough crowd. You know, for all these people who say, oh, all politicians lie, politicians are liars, Trump's no worse than anyone else. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that, even from members of my own family. And I think part of the problem is that people confuse outright lies with with what is called political spin. There's a huge difference. And while you wouldn't appreciate political spin or a partial truth from, like, say, your children, presenting a partial truth or a best presentation of the truth is far preferable to just disregarding truth altogether. All right, so I'm going to give you an an example of each so you can tell the difference. Let's pick a hypothetical character like, let's say, Baby Huey. And let's just go ahead and say that Baby Huey is already president. So Baby Huey stands up and says, I got 74 million votes, more votes than any duck in the history of duck presidents. That's a true statement. And even though we left out the part about the other guy getting 81 million votes, it's still a true statement. That's spin. Now, on the other hand, if Baby Huey stands up and he says, I got 74 million votes, and therefore that's more than anyone ever, and I won, well, that's that's a lie. Because then you're disregarding the other 81 million votes that somebody else got, and you're just 
projecting your desired outcome and saying something that isn't true. It's blatantly false. Spin is as old as the notion of politics, but this blatant acceptance and and almost expectation of lies, this is new. And I'll tell you why you should care. We are as divided as we have ever been. Between 25 and 30 percent of the electorate believes this election was stolen. And some of them are actually pretty scary people who think it's their patriotic duty to come to Washington, D.C. and try to overthrow the government. So how is it okay for us to allow our elected leaders to continue to fuel this fire for their own personal gain? I'm pretty sure it's not. All right, enough of that. There are some bright parts of the CPAC conference. They always do a straw poll. And the interesting piece of it is these are the Trumpiest of the Trumpers. It's really hard to get to the right of these people unless you go straight to the Proud Boys or maybe the Klan. But other than that, these are going to be Trump's people. And in the straw poll, he only got 55% of that vote. 15% of those folks said they didn't really want him to run for president again. So they still want him to be the boss of the party, like 70% of them, but they don't necessarily want him to be their president which is actually really surprising and kind of tells me that he probably won't be the candidate for 2024. If this crowd isn't for him this quickly after being president, I don't know that there is a way for him to get there. I mean, he never won the popular vote ever. He lost the popular vote twice. He was impeached twice. Um, And he never broke 50 percent even as president. So those are all kind of record-breaking and historic failures and reasons he would not be a good choice for 2024. Um, And actually, I think that's a real reason for optimism, honestly. If the Republicans could just break away from their obsession with Donald Trump, um, well, A, we'd all have something else to talk about. But also, they would have an opportunity to push back against the middle and talk about things that matter, like, I don't know, the minimum wage. I mean, there are things that they could make points about right now that actually matter to people. Raising the minimum wage is a great idea, and it's way overdue. But doing so in the middle of the COVID crisis is dicey because while people need to earn more, absolutely, there are a ton of small businesses that are hanging on by a thread. Forcing a national increase in minimum wage could push them right over the edge. And then we'd have even more people in unemployment and poverty. You might agree, you might disagree. But the problem with an imploding GOP is that there's no one to reasonably make that case. This is my whole point. They're sitting around arguing about who is and who isn't in favor of white supremacy, and they're stroking the ego of their failed leader, but they can't do their job, which is to push back against the middle and ultimately make America a little bit less crazy. All they're doing is making America a lot more crazy. Along the lines of being less crazy, I think we could all use that right now. Let's talk about something good on the horizon, because there's some really great news about COVID, finally, because we've been waiting such a long time. I know everybody knows this, but we're at the one-year mark. I was reading an article a couple of days ago, and it said that because we got so much bad information and were lied to so much last year, we might have a little bit of PTSD because we kept thinking things were going to get better, and they really just kept getting worse. So now that we finally legitimately have good news, we can't wrap our heads around it because we've been so traumatized. But we now have three vaccines. I mean, we're making real progress. And you know what? Donald Trump should get some credit for fast-tracking these vaccines. Say what? No, for real. I'm serious. I mean, the rest of it, the rollout, the implementation, the throwing out of the playbook. Yes, there was a playbook. There were a lot of missteps along the way. But ultimately, we do have three vaccines, and we do have those vaccines quicker than we might have otherwise. So all I'm saying is if we're going to assign blame where it's due, and there's a lot of places it's due, we also have to give credit where credit is due. So thank you, Mr. Former President, for fast-tracking the vaccines. Now please move along. 
Speaking of moving along, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Just want to leave you with a couple of words. Good things are coming around the pike. So make sure that you uh, push that PTSD out of your brain and let yourself believe in the good because the good is coming. Anyway, that's all I got for today, y'all. Thanks for joining in, and I appreciate your time. I, God, for some reason, I feel like I need to go watch Star Wars. I don't know. Anyway, have a great week. We'll catch up next time. Thanks.